Hi, my name is Amanda Panacea, and you're listening to the Healer Revolution podcast. This is a community for self-healers, biohackers, practitioners, and any other helping professionals. You're in the right place if you're seeking conversations about how pain becomes passion, the connection between physical, energetic, mental, and our spiritual self, finding your body's ancient wisdom, the latest biohacking technologies, clinical research, and if you just want to nerd out about complex biochemistry and quantum physics. But this is also for entrepreneurs who seek infinite abundance and a supportive community. So pour a cup of King Coffee or Sistus Tea and let's join the revolution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Healer Revolution podcast. I'm Amanda Panacea, and I am super thrilled to be introducing one of my friends, Dawn. She's an integrative health practitioner and certified clinical herbalist that specializes in bioenergetic testing and functional blood work. She takes a holistic approach to health and healing with a focus on environmental toxins and pathogens. She is super passionate about root cause healing and supports her clients through various programs, including one-on-one work, group work, and providing online courses to support and educate the masses. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Healer Revolution. My name is Amanda Panacea, and today I am super thrilled to be interviewing my friend Dawn Lusk. Hi, Dawn. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Amanda, how are you? So excited to be here. Fantastic. Yeah. So Dawn and I have known each other for a couple of years. We are in the same space on, you know, the Instagram community. We worked for the same company for a little while there. And I really don't know, like I know bits and pieces of your story, but I don't know the whole picture. So I would love for you to just jump right in and let us know like where you came from, how you got here and what makes you tick basically. Sure. Awesome. Well, that's a super broad question. So (laughs) let me try to narrow it down. So I was born in New Orleans. I lived all over the country as a young child. My dad worked for Miller Brewing Company. So we transferred a lot. He was a salesman with Miller Brewing Company, transferred all over the country. So I moving every couple of years, not making friends when I was moving through those areas. And um, I was dealing with a lot of family issues. So my parents had had issues as I was growing up. My mom um, faced an addiction as I, when I was a child. And so there was just a lot, a lot of trauma in my childhood. And uh, a lot of it has really informed my work now in the healing community. I feel like so many of us um, that are healers now or people who work inside of this realm came from trauma. So that that definitely informed a lot of my childhood. Um, I ended up being a very sick child as an adolescent. Um, I got on antibiotics at age 14 for acne. Right after starting taking antibiotics, I started throwing up every day and I went back to the doctor. And um, for whatever reason, the doctor did not uh, connect that I was throwing up because of the antibiotics. So I was diagnosed at that point with acid reflux disease and given another uh, medication. So I was on both of those medications for 10 years. Um, Everything progressed. Everything just continued to get worse and worse during that 10 year time period, as you can imagine. And, you know, looking back on that, it's really horrifying to me, the amount of medications that I was on at such a young age that really didn't need, need to be there. So I went from one acid reflux pill a day to two. 
and then to three. And I was sick throughout all of that time. So I got chicken pox really badly when I was 16. I was wiped out for two weeks. I got mono and then I got strep at the same time. The strep turned into scarlet fever. And so I was really, really sick during that period of time. So anyway, very, very sick childhood. And uh, it wasn't until my early 20s that I realized that I wasn't supposed to be this way, that I wasn't supposed to be sick. I had reached a point where I was, I was chronically ill. I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, there were days where I was like really unable to participate in the world um, in my early 20s. And so, you know, I, I had ups and downs and highs and lows, and there was a lot of intricacies of that time period. But I got married in my early 20s, and that's kind of when my healing journey began. Um, luckily, I married a man who was very, very concerned about my health and wanted me to heal. And so that journey, we we kind of went on that journey together, even though he wasn't sick. So it, it kind of all transpired through there. I ended up being able to get off of all of those medications. There was a lot to it. It took me a really, really long time. But through that, started going to herbal school. So I went to school to heal myself, really was, was how it all started for me. So I went to school. Uh, herbal school went through three different certification programs. I have 1800 hours of um, herbal training. When I got, got done with that, I was a certified clinical herbalist. I started working with people. Um, and I realized after beginning working with people that I was really just giving people herbs for symptoms. So it was, I felt like it was kind of still that allopathic model where it's like, here, take this herb for whatever condition you have. It wasn't really digging deeper into like root cause. So, I mean, there's a lot you can do with herbs. I love clinical herbalists. Like, I think that that whole world is so beautiful and I have so much respect for it, you know, but, but really what you're trying to do is balance out the body when you're doing that. You're, you know, if, if something is cold, you're trying to heat it up. If something is dry, you're trying to make it more moist that sort of thing. And it just, you weren't ever really getting any further than that. So went back to school, went into IHP, finished that and realized I needed even more school to do what I actually wanted to do. So then I went in and did um, Emily Morrow's course, which I think you just finished or did recently. So that was when I really started to do root cause. That was really, and, you know, I was working in the, the realm of bioenergetics, which kind of came on my radar again through my own healing process, my healing journey. Like I missed all kinds of pieces there, but it was very detailed as I'm sure you can imagine. I'm only just now at a point where I can say like, I feel better than I ever have. I'm actually healthier than I've ever been. But yeah, so that's kind of like a really big overview of everything. But uh, so talking about water, loving the idea of using water in my practice as a healing tool Kind of last year, mid last year, it kind of came on my radar um, where, you know, I had I had dug into the tap water concept and, you know, knowing that I needed to clean up water for myself and for my clients, it's such a it can be so overlooked, right? Like when we're digging into chronic illness and we're talking to our clients you know, we're talking about, have you had mold exposure, you know, like talking about these other topics that are um, so much more intricately connected to so many other things. But water is something that we're all coming into contact with every single day in a variety of different ways. And it has a huge impact on our health. And so really, my um, passion for it came out of like the simplicity of it, because we're all using it every single day in so many different ways. 
how can we clean it up? Because I've seen water have a huge impact on health, making sure that you're properly hydrated, making sure that you're drinking clean water, enough clean water, that it's mineralized, that you're getting the minerals that you need from your water and not being overly exposed to other things that can be adding on to your chronic illness. So I know I, I kind of like gave a lot of information there. So tell me what else I can break down for you. That is one of the topics I wanted to talk to you about today is water because you have a really amazing free water guide out there. So when people visit your website, they'll get that for free. And if you could just tell us like a little bit about what's on the free water guide and maybe you could start breaking down what types of water there are out there, which sounds a little strange because water is water, but it's actually, you could probably talk about water for like hours and hours at this point. <laughs> I feel like I could. Yes. Yeah. So my, my free water guide, really mm -hmm. what it does is break down the different types of water. So you think that water is super simple. You think that there's just that water is water. Just like you said, there's only one type, right? It turns out that there are so many different types of water. Like if you walk into a water aisle at a grocery store, you're going to be hit with all these different labels. You've got electrolyte water, you know, you've got alkaline water, you've got like all these different brands, spring waters. And it can, I mean, it take at Whole Foods, it takes up like an entire huge aisle. And it's like, how are there so many different waters? And so I think there's a lot of confusion around what the differences in, in waters are. So in the guide, I've broken down the different types. I mean, I talk about tap water because again, that's what, I mean, everybody has a tap in their house. Most people are, I feel like a lot of people are using filters at this point, but there's still a lot of people that aren't using filters and there's all kinds of different filtration systems. So I talk about reverse osmosis water. I talk about distilled water as well, because that has become huge, you know, through like Cellcor and, you know, the docs from Cellcor, they love distilled water. So I talk about the differences in reverse osmosis, distilled tap. I talk about ionized water, which is another hot topic. Ionized water is a newer kind of, I'll call it a fad because I feel like so many of these are fads. Um, you know, it's like the next device, the next like thousand dollar plus device that you need to have in your house. So we've got that. I mean, we can talk about like hydrogen water when we're talking about ionized water. So there's a lot of different names for a lot of different things, but I break down those basic types. So again, reverse osmosis, distilled tap water, spring water, because that is, that's one of my favorite types of water. And there's all kinds of different springs. So you have to consider like water quality when we're talking about springs, where is the water coming from? Are there water quality reports for the spring that you're drinking out of? So um, I talk more about that as well. Um, in the guide, I also talk about my favorite filters, uh, because obviously being inside of this world, um, I've done a lot of research on filters. There are like a countless number of filters on the market, more than like I could even probably look into in one lifetime. Um, and it seems like everybody has a different filter. Being on Instagram and talking about water, everybody wants to know if the water filter that they have is the right one to have. And I can tell you that it's, it's not quite so simple. There's no like one size fits all. And yes, your filter is great. There's, there's so much more to it. So really the point of the water guide is to talk about those different types of water, share about my favorite filters, because those are the ones I've done so much research on. I've looked into the third party testing. I've spoken with the people who own those particular companies to make sure that they're doing things right, because that's really important to me. And I've also um, vetted them as far as customer service, because customer service to me is just as important as the filter itself. 
Um, you know, it's great to have a really good filter, but if you need help and you can't get a hold of anybody, is it really that great? So I have ruled out companies because they've had bad customer service. I've only put the best ones on there. So I share about that. Um, and I share my favorite resources. So um, a lot of my education that I have done is with uh, Isabel Friend. She has an amazing website with multiple different courses. That was where my water education began. So I share about her. I share about my favorite books because there are so many books about water and reading is one of my passions as well. So yeah, I mean, that's really what the, what the guide is for. Again, it's free. It's available on my website. And next week, I'm actually going to be releasing a water course that takes all of that and I go even deeper into those particular topics. So in the course, I also talk about total dissolved solids because there's a lot of confusion around what TDS is. Um, and I, I just go deeper into problems with tap water, more about filters and, and the different types of filtration and all of that good stuff. Wow, very in depth, yeah. <laughs> so let's, I don't wanna get into too much detail if you're gonna have a course available, but if you could just give us like, what is reverse osmosis and sure. then like each type, what does that mean? Sure. Yeah. So this is something, again, I break it down a lot in the water wellness guide. So I'm happy to talk about that here too. You know, the course is going to be a, it's really kind of like a crash course into all of this information. I feel like I had practitioners in mind when I created this so that when they're talking with their clients, they are educated on different types of water systems. So Reverse osmosis, um, it's a type of water filtration. You can get whole home or you can get under the sink reverse osmosis filters. And really, if you're going to like a natural grocery store to fill up your two gallon jugs of water or five gallon jugs of water, mainly what you're, what you're getting is reverse osmosis. So like at Whole Foods, those big you know areas where you go and fill up your water, that's a reverse osmosis filter that they're using there. So reverse osmosis is a filtration type that removes everything from the water. So you go from a total dissolved solid of whatever your tap water is, the average in the United States is 350. You take that down to zero or between zero and 20, depending on the quality of the filter. But again, it's taking everything out of the water. So any contaminants, any chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, everything is being taken out of the water, but that also includes beneficial minerals. So water that comes out of the tap also contains beneficial minerals like potassium, sodium, all of the minerals, and also bicarbonate, which is these are things that we need for our health. So when you remove everything from reverse osmosis, in my opinion, you have to add it back in by using some sort of trace mineral supplement. So some of the pros and cons with reverse osmosis, again, it takes the guesswork out. So you're not wondering, does it take arsenic out? Does it take iron out? It takes everything out. So it takes the guesswork out, which is great, but there are some problems. Number one is waste. So with reverse osmosis systems, it'll vary based on the system, but the waste can be as much as 25 to one. So what that means is for every one gallon of clean water, you end up flushing 25 gallons of water down the drain. So if you're an environmentalist or if you're somebody who's concerned about your water bill, that can be something that you want to be thinking about. Um, for me personally, that that waste is just it's simply too much. There has to be a better way, in my opinion, and there are better ways with other filtration types. So that is reverse osmosis. I'll talk about distilled as well. Distilled water, I put it in a similar category to reverse osmosis because you're using vapor distillation to remove everything from the water. So the um, impurities boil off. 
which there is less waste, which is a positive. But again, you're removing all of the beneficial minerals and bicarbonate from the water by doing it this way. Um, it's cleaner, in my opinion, than reverse osmosis, because um, again, it's vapor distillation as opposed to the barrier method, which is what a reverse osmosis system is. And again, you have to be sure that you're adding back in trace minerals. Um, so distilled there are some other things to think about. If you're buying distilled water at a grocery store, um, you're very often buying it in plastic bottles. I've never seen it in glass bottles. So there's a microplastic exposure. You don't know how long the water has been sitting in plastic. Has it been heated up while it's been transferred from wherever it was manufactured to where it is now? You don't know um, how much contamination there is with microplastics. So that's a concern. You can buy home distillation but it's not super simple. So you can get like a countertop unit, they're expensive, and it takes a really long time to create distilled water. So also not my preferred form of filtration. Again, because of uh, the beneficial minerals and bic bicarbonate being removed, I feel like there has to be a better way. And in my opinion, there is a better way. So um, we'll just talk about the about filtered water. So filtered water can mean a lot of different things, right? You can say filtered water and it can be a Brita, like a, you know, one of the Brita uh, water pitchers, or we can be talking about a state of the art whole home system. It, it varies so broadly. Um, with something like Brita, there have actually been studies that have shown that it does next to nothing as far as filtration goes. And in some cases actually adds more bacteria back into the water because the water is sitting inside of that pitcher, also inside of plastic, any plastic pitcher system, you know, there, that's a, something to think about the microplastics. Um, so potentially not really doing anything and, and, and maybe even adding more bacteria in the water. So it is cheap, but it's cheap for a reason. So, uh, you know, you do pay for what you get. And very often you do have to pay more in order to get a better system. So um, with filtration, I have a few brands that I really like, and I'm happy to share those with you guys here. Um, I love, I mean, if we're talking about pitchers, uh, again, with, with regular water filtration, Clearly Filtered um, is a great brand. They have really good third-party testing. Um, and if you're shopping for water filters, you really want to be looking at third party test results. If you're looking at a filtration system and there aren't 30 third party testing results, um, I think you should seek, you, you should look elsewhere because you really have no idea what's being removed from the water. If they're just saying like, hey, this is being removed from the water, but they don't have any information to back it up. That's when you should be looking at a different filtration company. So I like Clearly Filtered. I really like Therasage. They have a, um, it's called like Thera H2O. It's a pitcher, but they use um, crystals to actually structure the water, which is, which is really, really cool. I haven't heard of any other filtration system that does that. Um, Zero Water is another good brand to think about. Um, it removes everything from the water. So it's similar to like a reverse osmosis or a distilled where you need to be adding back in trace minerals. Um, I will say in my water wellness guide, um, I do have some coupon codes for some of those as well. So, you know, if somebody wants to, to purchase any of those, they can check there for that. Um, as far as other types of filters, green filled um, water filtration is my absolute favorite. They have whole home and under sink systems that structure the water. Um, so should I talk about what structured water is? I feel like I, I mentioned it a couple of times. So let me just talk, cause that's also in my water wellness guide. So structured water, this is something kind of, I feel like it's new to the scene, 
but it's also something that is, it's being talked about more widely, which is really, really great. So structure, when we're talking about structured water, um, it can be called many different names. So it's also called gel water, alive water, crystalline water. Jared Pollack, who is one of the pioneers in this work, wrote a really great book called The Fourth Phase of Water. So that's another name for it, The Fourth Phase of Water. Um, and he shows under a microscope that this is a real, it's a real type of water. So again, with structured water, what we're talking about is the molecular structure of the water. So it's not H2O, it's H3O2. So it's a different molecular structure than something that is coming out of the tap. So structured water is what is naturally found in nature. So if you're looking, if you're near like a spring or a waterfall or any type of water out in nature, it's naturally structured. The movement of water is what structures it. So by flowing over rocks and, and falling over waterfalls or, or moving in any kind of spiraling pattern, that is what structures water. It puts the water into a hexagonal pattern, which is really what we're talking about, the molecular structure. It shifts and changes the water into a different molecular structure than what's coming out of the tap. So this is the type of water that surrounds our cells. The people to look to for more information of, on this are Isabel Friend, again, who I already mentioned, but um, Dr. Carly Newday wrote a book called Water Codes. And that book was so amazingly eye-opening for me. Um, she was interviewed on the Mythic Medicine podcast, as was Isabel Friend, where they both dive really, really deep into this topic and give so much scientific backing for this. So many people, you know, they think if you like do a Google search for structured water, I think it is like the first thing that will come up is like hoax, not real. Like this is something that, you know, people created as a marketing tool when in reality, again, it, it's scientific. You can see it underneath a microscope. So structured water is more and naturally hydrating for our cells. The sunshine, the sunlight actually structures water as well. So even if we're not drinking structured water, the body is so intelligent, the planet, the nature is so intelligent that, you know, we can structure the water inside of our bodies by being out in the sun. So that's like part of what earthing is as well. Um, and again, that's what the Soma Vedic does. I know we both love the Soma Vedic and talk about the Soma Vedic, but we can add frequencies into our water, which can structure it as well. And certain crystals can also structure water, which is what the Therasage uses. I know of a great company. I have to just shout out to them, Water and Stone. I have more information on my free water wellness guide for them, but she offers um, opal flint and uh, medicinal quartz, which you actually put in a water basin. You put your water on top of it and you let it sit with those stones um, and it helps to remineralize your water, but it also structures the water as well. Amazing. That's so much information. <laughs> I know. I feel like I just like word vomited all over. So <laughs> no, I think you covered the big categories that people are interested in, except for one, which mm -hmm. is the fad water, <laughs> but, uh, yes. but I, but I have a question before we move on. So you mentioned adding in back minerals to distilled and reverse osmosis and why on earth is that important? So the human body is made up of minerals and minerals are needed for basically every process in the body. Um, our food no longer contains the amount of minerals that it did, you know, like even 50 years ago, there have been studies done far and wide showing that we as a society, as humans are not getting the same level of minerals that we were getting, you know, even 50 years ago from our food. We have always, humans have always consumed minerals 
water with minerals in it. That is part of the human experience. You know, if we think back 50, a hundred years, like we were drinking from open bodies of water. I mean, not 50 years ago, but you know, back way back, all of our ancestors were consuming water with minerals in it. And so there's nothing in nature that doesn't like, there's no water in nature that doesn't have minerals in it. So if you go to a a spring or, you know, a, a river or a lake or any water anywhere on the planet, it always has minerals in it. This is part of, of who we are as humans. So again, minerals are so, so important to health. And when you drink water without minerals, that water becomes what is called hungry water. So it will, it will actually, in some cases, will need to leach minerals from other areas of the body so that it can perform the functions that it needs to in the human body. Water, um, humans are, are molecularly 99% water, which means 99 out of every 100 molecules in the human body are water-based. And um, minerals make up such a huge portion of um, the water in our body the water in our, um, in our lymph fluid and in our, our interstitial fluid, all of this is containing minerals uh, for our cells, for cellular health, we have to have minerals. So it's just, it's absolutely imperative. I can't tell you how many clients I have had come to me who can directly link their chronic illness getting worse to when they switch to reverse osmosis water that didn't have minerals in it. I hear this story all the time. It's crazy. I actually did this like, like five years ago, I was working with a naturopath and, um, I was drinking reverse osmosis water because I thought that's what I should be doing. I thought, you know, it's pure, it's clean. And I had been drinking it for like two years and my chronic illness was, was very bad at that. You know, I was still in my, very much in my healing process at that point. And this naturopath is the one who was like, no, you have to add minerals back into it. And that was when I kind of started my research into that. But, um, it's so common, you know, you don't, there's not, there's no sign up at the grocery store. If you're filling up your two gallon or five gallon tanks of water, there's nothing that says, Hey, make sure that you add back in minerals. And the same holds true. Even with companies who are selling me like even zero water, I have one of their pictures that I tested out. There's nothing on any of their marketing materials that say to add back in water. So if you don't know, you don't know, and you may be drinking water that, um, you know, is contributing to your chronic illness. So it's just super important. Yeah. I did the same thing as well. I think I went about six months and I was like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be adding minerals to this. I totally forgot. (laughs) Yes. It's so common. I hear it all the time. And there's a lot of confusion around Mm -hmm. like how much, how much do I add and what do I do? And I get asked that question all the time. And the truth is that every single product is going to have its own instructions. And you really just have to read those. Like the brand that I use for a really long time, it's just called trace minerals. It has a guide on the back that tells you exactly how much to add like per gallon, like CT minerals. It has on there, like whatever the, you know, whatever the, the basic instructions are, that is, you know, generally what you need to use. Um, in some cases, some people even need more minerals because they are mineral deficient in certain areas. So yeah, it's just a really important topic. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. Have you had to give up coffee for health reasons? Maybe because of the stress it was putting on your adrenals, maybe because it was messing with your sleep, maybe because you felt terrible after drinking it, or maybe because you were told coffee had mold on the beans and you needed to stay away from mold. Well, what if I told you there's an organic, mycotoxin-free, quality coffee that contains reishi spores or Ganoderma lucidum? Ganoderma lucidum helps to modulate your immune system, adapt to stress, balance hormones, and doesn't give you the jitters or shakes like regular coffee used to. 
Sounds too good to be true, right? It's called King Coffee by the company Organo. And King Coffee came into my life when I was struggling with chronic hives, full body eczema, and mast cell activation syndrome. I hadn't drank coffee in years because it made me feel anxious, shaky, and clammy. So I had no expectations that drinking King Coffee would be any different. However, I decided to give it a try after seeing lots of amazing practitioners talk about the benefits of reishi online. I tried a seven-day sample and the chronic hives were gone by day five. I was in shock. After that, I dove into the research on reishi and found that there are over 3,000 peer-reviewed PubMed clinical trials using reishi Ganoderma as an intervention. The company Organo also has a patent protected on their harvesting process. They double crack open the spore shells, which makes them up to 80% more potent than the body of the reishi, which is usually used in other reishi products. This also makes the spores 90% more bioavailable for your body to use. If you would like to try King Coffee, visit thehealerrevolution.myorganogold.com or for a seven-day trial, you can check out my link tree on my Instagram at Amanda Panacea. The last type of water I wanted you to touch base on, probably your most commonly asked. <laughs> yes, ionized water. Yeah. So again, this is a controversial topic because mm-hmm. Kangen water has become really, really popular. And I've even had Kangen representatives reach out to me to try to change my mind and my and how I feel about their water. But, um, you know, I feel like everybody who is using Kangen, like the mission is correct. Like I, they want cleaner water, they want healthier water. And so I don't, I don't hold anything against that, but let's just talk about what ionized water is. And then people can decide for themselves if it's something that they think is the right kind of water. I empower everybody that I work with and everybody that I talk to, to decide for themselves. Like don't let one person be your guru. Don't let one person tell you whether or not what you're drinking is right. Um, This takes mindful thought. And it's so important again, because we're drinking water every single day. It's part of the human experience. So ionized water, basically what we're talking about with ionized water, you get an ionizing machine. Kangen isn't the only one. So I will, you know, that's the most popular. So that's, that is the one that I'm bringing up, but it's not the only kind. What it uses is a process called electrolysis. Electrolysis electrocutes the water to split the hydrogen atoms. There are two benefits that that are touted with ionized water, alkaline and hydrogen. So they're by electrocuting the water using electrolysis and splitting the hydrogen bond, what they're doing is creating alkaline water and they're adding hydrogen into the water. So let's talk about what alkaline water is. Um, When we're talking about alkaline, we have to bring up the pH scale. So a neutral pH is a seven. Anything below seven is um, acidic. Anything above a seven is alkaline. So um, what they're talking about is having a pH that's higher than seven. Um, I believe with the machines, you can actually choose the pH of the water. You can make it extremely alkaline. I think you can also make it acidic for like cleaning purposes. But again, what you're doing is a very, very unnatural process to make it alkaline. Alkaline water, you can find in nature. And the reason why water in nature is alkaline is because of the naturally occurring minerals and bicarbonate in the water. So if you buy a spring water and it's called alkaline spring water, you flip over the bottle and you look at the back and it has a TDS of let's use an example of like 500. 
So that's a very high TDS. And the reason why the TDS is so high is because of the mineral content. On that label, it's also going to tell you how much calcium and magnesium are in that water that are that are contributing to the higher TDS. With uh, ionized water, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about naturally occurring minerals. Again, we've created a chemical process in the water to make it what Isabel Friend calls artificially alkaline. So not truly alkaline in the way that nature's water is alkaline, but um, through this electrolysis process. So the other thing that it does is it adds hydrogen in the water. So hydrogen is present in every kind of water, even water from the tap contains hydrogen. Um, by adding hydrogen, what they're basically what they're saying is that there are perceived health benefits by drinking hydrogen water. I have uh, personally experimented with hydrogen water by using hydrogen tablets Quicksilver is a great brand that has um, hydrogen tablets. So you can create your own hydrogen water by adding a tablet to your water as opposed to electrocuting the water. When you electrocute the water, you break down the structure, you decompose the water um, on its basic level. Um, and in my opinion, you make that water very unnatural. Again, you can't find anything like that in nature. It's not the way that alkaline water is found in nature. There's a lot of concerns that I have around it. I've had um, clients come to me uh, who have consumed this type of water for a long period of time, and they believe that it's contributed to their chronic illness. Again, really what I have is anecdotal evidence on that. So I don't have like specific studies that someone can look into, but even just by doing a basic Google search, if you try to look into the, the positives, you can find positives. If you try to look into the negatives, you can find negatives. And that's really the same with everything, right? You can always find something to back up what your belief system is on Google. But I think that it's imperative for everybody who uh, is approached by someone trying to sell them this kind of water or this kind of system to look into what those things actually mean and um, decide if you know the process of electrolysis is something that they think is healthy for themselves. But personally, I would prefer to find alkaline water in nature or by adding alkaline minerals to my water, by adding hydrogen into my water as well. Um, yeah. And I think I think it's a fad. I guess we'll see as time goes on. Like, you know, you never really know how long these things are going to last. But that's my take on ionized water. Thank you. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it. So when it comes to drinking alkaline water, so that's one of the benefits, but I think that's another controversial topic. A lot of people don't think that alkaline water is even good for you in the first place. Yeah. So there's a lot of schools of thought on alkaline water. Um, in general, again, when we're talking about alkaline water, you know, if you're buying it at the grocery store, it's possible that it's been ionized. I know there's like one brand that does that, but in general, the majority of the alkaline water that you're finding at a grocery store is going to be from a spring. And so I, personally believed based on the research that I've done around this topic that we're meant to mostly be drinking water in the pH of between seven and 7.5. The reason for that is that that's where, what our blood pH is around that 7.4. So when you drink water within five minutes, that water becomes blood. Um, when the pH is extremely high, the, the body has to shift that and change that to turn it into your blood. It has to change the pH of it to make it that lower pH. And so I do think that there are, um, you know, that that it takes energy from the body in order to do that. You know, if you're doing it with every single glass of water that you're drinking, I'm not, I personally, that's not what I do. That's not my personal um, choice with water. You know, 
I occasionally will drink um, higher mineralized water, but it's not what I do all of the time. I really think that humans are funny. You know, we like to go to extremes instead of just being like, let's just drink like normal, normal filtered water and not worry about the pH. We're like, let's find the next health hack. And oh, if it's 8.5, it's healthier. 8.5 pH, it's healthier. And, you know, we don't have the time, uh, the history of knowing whether or not that's actually safe. Um, and, you know, everybody has their own anecdotal evidence. So I like to look to nature when I'm, when I'm thinking about drinking water, what does nature have for me? And when I'm looking at natural spring water, the vast majority of springs are right on that neutral range, um, like mountain Valley, right inside that neutral range. There are some very high mineral springs in places like Italy, where we're talking about that 8.4, 8.5, that's not something I would consume as my only drinking water. That would be something I would consume maybe supplementally. You know, if I was concerned about my mineral intake, maybe I would have one of those a day, but I would not have that as my only drinking water. So, you know, whether or not it's healthy long-term, we don't really have a lot of information about that if it's your only drinking water source. But I like to look to nature and, uh, you know, see what what has nature done and evolved with over time. And that's my general outlook. Yeah, I agree. I think that we try to make things so complicated, but in the end, things really need to just make sense. Like yes. <laughs> they don't exactly like let's simplify this a little bit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody, you know, we all want the newest, coolest technology and you know, big pharma coming out with the newest medication, but in reality, everything that came from nature should have been, or is completely perfect. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy over if we should even be messing with some of that stuff to begin with. So exactly. Yeah. And we always yeah. like to interfere. Like you said, we're always looking, what's the next thousand dollar machine that I can buy that's going to improve my life when really you know, just taking out the chemicals and the heavy metals from your water, that's a really good place to start. I think that just cleaning up your drinking water in general, I think is, um, you know, what we should be focusing on. Yeah. So I really appreciate this conversation for that reason. So yeah. what is the water that you are drinking currently? What so is in my, in my end result, my, <laughs> my mason jar. So I have Mountain Valley spring water delivered in my area. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, so I have 10 gallons of Mountain Valley spring water delivered. There's like a local company that does water delivery. So I'm very lucky to have that. I know in many cities, you can have Mountain Valley. It's one of the more widely available um, spring waters. And so that's what I have but that's just supplemental for me. I don't drink that as my only drinking water because it's expensive. You know, you can only, if you're drinking as much water as I am every single day and my husband drinks it as well, it, we just use that supplementally. So I have an under sink system right now um, that is uh, this under sink filtration. The, the company that I used was CWR Enviro. That's not one that I generally recommend anymore because of customer service issues that I've had with them. I have been referring people to Greenfield Water. They have a really great under the sink system that um, also structures the water as well. Um, so in my next home, we're already, right now we're actually, we've lived in our house for 11 years. We're talking about moving. We've been house hunting. My next house, I'm going to have a whole home system from Greenfield. Going to do um, the, the water structuring because I think that's, you know, having that coming from the tap structured, I think is so cool. Um, with my under sink system, I have uh, the dock of detox, the like portable water structure. So I use that at the sink if I'm if I'm giving myself drinking water. But on my shower, I have a 
a water filter on my shower. And I also have one on my bath because we don't have a whole home system here. Um, you know, this is the, the hack that I do so that, you know, I'm at least taking out chlorine or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the, the littler filters are able to remove. Um, and generally that's chlorine and heavy metals in some cases. So I use CWR Enviro for my bath filter. It's really the only bath filter that I've been able to find. It's like a ball that hangs underneath the faucet. It's very hard to find something that will, you know, that takes out anything at the bath. And then I'm actually testing out a shower filter from Zero Water. Um, and it's doing a really nice job. I was using CWR Enviro, but it's just um, like a shower head that you screw on. And it, it seems to be doing a really good job. Awesome. Yeah. That was my next question for the shower. I feel like I can't find a good one either. So I'll yeah, check that I, one out. You should. Yeah. I, I also really want to try the live pristine. If you've heard of that brand, they have an under sink filter. It's very expensive, but I've heard really good things about their shower filter. So, I mean, I'm always trying everything because I want to be able to give people my opinions on it. So that's next on my list. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They're a great company too. They're on, they have not just the underwater sink filter, but they have some really good electrolytes that I like oh, yes. as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. <clears throat> awesome. So this was really informative. I, I really appreciate all of your knowledge and research on water. I, I honestly don't know another person out there that's gone to this link. So I feel like you're the water queen. <laughs> Thank you. I do try. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so besides water, I know you work with clients. I wanted to just ask you what your business model looks at and like the type of clientele that you work with and just basically what your like day-to-day -day life looks like. Sure. Yeah. So I specialize in bioenergetics. So, um, you know, you and I used to work together at Creating Balanced Health, which was such a great intro, like such an amazing company doing this work on such a large scale. I have so much respect for Creating Balanced Health. It was my intro into the work of bioenergetics. But since then, I have invested in my own bioenergetic machine through, um, I bought a Quest 4 machine. Um, and they have a certification process that you have to go through in order to use their machine. So I was able to dig like a lot deeper into um, what bioenergetics can do for the body um, and, you know, do for people right now who are struggling with chronic illness. So I use bioenergetic testing. That is my, my main focus. You know, having gone through Emily Morrow's blood chem course, I also offer functional blood work testing as well. I love pairing bioenergetic testing with functional blood work. I'm sure you have seen as well the the amazing crossover that you can see between the energy body and the physical body. There's just so much there, right? Like I feel like every single person that does both, I feel like I could just spend like a solid week just looking through every single thing and the connections that are there. It's, it's such a cool thing. So um, I specialize again, bioenergetics, functional blood work. Um, I work with clients Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday every week. I take Wednesday off. That's why we're meeting today, which is a Wednesday. So I take Wednesday and Friday off. Those are the days that I run scans. So um, having a quest for one of the, it's an upside and a downside, I guess, but I have to do all of that backend work, you know, with creating balanced health, there was somebody else doing all of that, but I'm the one who is running all of the scans. So, you know, I take every client from start to finish. I, I'm the one who uses all their samples, you know, with bioenergetic testing, um, analyzing those results, putting together the protocol using bioenergetic testing. Um, that's what I'm doing on Monday or on Wednesdays and Fridays, um, as well as reviewing blood work. But um, yeah, my practice has grown exponentially in the past 
probably just six months since starting my work with Quest 4, you know, because I'm able to customize a lot. That's one of the things I really love being able to do, you know, doing add-on scans, looking at other organ systems, looking at things like a dental scan or uh, an emotion scan. That's such a huge piece of it as well. So doing a lot inside of the bioenergetic world, also focusing a lot on courses. Um, I'm sure you saw Christy and I just released our parasite course. Parasites are such a missing link with chronic illness that we wanted to provide education around that. So um, really that parasite work is really one of my biggest folk, the thing I focus on most, I would say, because, you know, it, it's such a huge part of everybody's story. You know, if we're thinking about gut issues and, you know, chronic things, chronic food sensitivities and things like that, I very often will see a parasite connection. So so that is a, a big focus. Education is a huge focus. That's another reason why I've decided to do a water course so that I can go deeper into all of these topics and help people make educated choices around their water, give more information, and then let people decide for themselves what is right for them. So um, this year, I'm hoping to focus more on education, um, potentially help support other practitioners, newer practitioners, um, help them do better in the beginning than I did. It took me a long time to figure my life out with becoming a practitioner. There's just so much to learn. That's a potential uh, thing I want to focus on as well. But yeah, that day-to-day -day work, working one-on-one -on -one with clients, it's been, um, it's been incredible. It's been healing for myself by, by working with other people. I find it, it can be very draining to work with people inside of chronic illness, but I have been able to kind of morph that into uh, using it to heal myself, those relationships that I'm able to create with my clients. It's been so like nurturing for me as well. So I love what I do. I'm passionate about it. Having gone through 10 years of healing work now, like I can look back on that personal experience and utilize that in the work that I do with, with clients. And um, I always weave water into all of it. We always talk about water. How much water are you drinking? What type of water are you drinking? How can we clean up your tap water? Making sure minerals are a part of it. So yeah, that's my day to day. Yeah, that's a great schedule. I like how you have the breaks. Yes, mm -hmm. it's so necessary. I did that really mm -hmm. mindfully because I, I knew I would, I would get burned out if I was seeing clients every single day. So mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the themes I'm noticing just speaking with everyone, depending on, you know, where they are and working one on one with clients, eventually, you have to take those breaks and you have to go larger scale or start to do groups because it just is, you start to develop burnout. And then totally, you go on the spiral of being burnt out, and then your clients don't benefit. So totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish someone told me that 10 years ago, or maybe yes. they did, I still wouldn't have listened. But <laughs> yeah, sometimes we have to learn those lessons the hard way, like by going through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then don't you have a group program as well? We do. Yes. Okay. So, so yeah, I guess I totally missed that. Yeah. So Christy <laughs> and I have uh, my colleague, Christy, which I know, you know, you guys have known each other longer than I've known either of you. So Christy and I have a women's program. So it is 10 week group program where we go through, everybody gets a bioenergetic test, everybody gets functional blood work, um, and then everybody meets with both Christy and I. So one of us goes over each set of results with each person, um, and then we meet weekly. So we have live Zoom sessions with the group. And really the reason for that is because we wanted to touch on those emotional aspects of healing. We feel that that is often missed. If you're working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you only have an hour with them, right? Or an hour and a half. Like how much can you really dig into in that time period? 
And the emotional part of it is it like cannot be underestimated the importance of doing that deeper inner work. So we wanted to craft something where we are able to go deeper on those topics that we don't have time to talk about in a one-on-one session. So like it, it was, it's multifaceted. We wanted to be able to give people the results so they could do the bioenergetic testing, do the blood work. Um, protocols are included. It's an all-inclusive 10-week program. So, um, you know, people are doing the physical healing work, but we wanted to also bring in that emotional aspect as well. So we have group speakers. Uh, the the uh, speakers are different every session, but we generally are doing two guest speakers per session, talking about things like limbic work, talking about things like breath work, teaching people those practices, those, you know, day-to-day practices for their everyday life where they can, you know, really hone in on um, nervous system work and helping to regulate the nervous system. One of the big patterns, I think um, you'll probably agree with me that I've seen in the past two years is the nervous system, um, you know, how burned out people are and how stressed out people are, how it has, that has gotten so like unmanageable for most people. And most people don't realize that they're in constant fight or flight because they've been in it for so long going through what we've all gone through collectively over the past two years. So, um, you know, working on that nervous system work and helping people to move out of fight or flight into rest and digest and not just doing it as a group, but teaching them how to do it on their own as well. So that's really the focus. Um, you know, Christine and I are both passionate about working with women. Um, and, you know, we keep the groups small so that we can, um, you know, share and, you know, kind of all be part of it. You know, Christy and I sharing our backgrounds and our histories as part of it, kind of doing all of that work together. Yeah. Well said. That sounds like an awesome program. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's also heavily my recent focus as well. I thought that because I was a therapist that I was immune to, mm-hmm. you know, the news and programming and stress from outside sources. And I just thought, well, I already know about emotional work and the nervous system. So I don't need to, I don't need to redo, I don't need to revisit or do these daily lifestyle st- practices, but mm-hmm. no one is immune, <laughs> no, <laughs> especially no. with like the world events and things like that. So everyone can most definitely benefit. And I agree. I think that's where a lot of people get stuck or like you do all the physical work and maybe even some energy work as well, working with people, but it really comes down to you doing it on your own and you doing the deep work. Like no one, not the best practitioner in all the world can help you with that stuff. Totally. And there's no hack for it. You know, there's no, there's no, I mean, there are devices certainly that you can invest in that can help you, but like focusing, if you have a history of trauma, there's no device that is going to be able to help you, um, you know, solve that. Uh, you know, there are things you can do certainly, but you have to do that deep inner work. You have to, to dig under those, those levels of, um, you know, all of that pain I've had to do that. And it's been a very long process for me. It's not something that happens overnight and these really triggering world events that we're having, I think is bringing up this trauma so much more for people because they're connecting with it on that, on those deeper childhood levels. I'm seeing that so much, like it's, it's triggering and bringing up, you know, feelings of not being secure. I mean, and you know, if you just turn the news on, there's nothing secure happening. Like we're all living in a world of not knowing what tomorrow brings. And um, I've had to go through the same personal experience thinking that because I, 
uh, that I work with other people that I don't need to do that focus on myself. And um, it's always a rude awakening when I, when I miss my own self care, like that is something that I have to do it. I have to take care of myself first before I can help anybody else. So. Oh yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. So let everyone know where to find you and how they can get in touch with you or, you know, look into your programs. Sure. Yeah. So I am Raven's Moon Holistic Wellness on Instagram. That is also my website as well, just ravensmoonholisticwellness.com. So that's, those are the main places to find me. I'm not on Facebook. Instagram is, is my, my place. Uh, Christy and I have our group program that is Energy Wellness Academy on Instagram. We also have that same website as well. Um, our Parasite course is located on the Energy Wellness Academy website, my uh, water course is going to be releasing um, tentatively around March 8th. I don't have a, I'm, I'm like, everything is down to the last minute for me. I'm like wanting to get it out as soon as possible. So as soon as it's done, I'm going to be releasing it, but I'm shooting for, for March 8th. So that'll be available on my website as well. Um, yeah. So that would be the, the main places to find me. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I'm really thrilled we got to do this. I'm so glad I got to get to know you a little bit better and learn about your day-to-day life and why you're so passionate about this space. So if is there anything else you wanted to add? I would just say that if you are interested in the topic of water, um, there are so many amazing books out there that I don't think that they're, they're not super mainstream. So you kind of have to look around a little bit more. They're not going to be like the headline books, the New York Times bestsellers. So I would say dig deeper into this by reading because that has been, you know, a lot of my education has been self-study. Isabel Friend's courses were um, absolutely necessary for my journey, but so much beyond that has been through self-study. So a few books that I would recommend, um, Water Codes by Dr. Carly Newday. Um, One of my other favorite books is called Cancer, Cancer and the New Biology of Water by Dr. Thomas Cowan. That was like mind blowing for me. He talked about structured water. That was one of my first introductions to to structured water. So um, definitely check that one out. The Fourth Phase of Water by uh, Dr. Jared Pollack is also a really great one. But any others, I know I'm forgetting, um, I have listed on my free water wellness guide. So be sure to check that out as well. And thank you. And I almost forgot the question that I've been asking everyone. (laughs) Yeah. What has been your biggest lesson in life? And then what has been your biggest blessing? Oh, wow. Those are big questions. Okay. (laughs) My biggest lesson in life. I think I kind of, I I think we both have already talked about this and it's that I had to take care of myself first before taking care of others. And that has been a reoccurring theme in my life, wanting to, um, you know, not wanting to focus on that deep inner work because it was so painful and I think that a lot of people who have been through trauma have that same experience where it's, it's just kind of too hard to, to do that deeper inner work. But going through the, the chronic illness healing journey, um, I think you can only get so far if you don't look into that trauma, uh, you know, that healing from trauma work. So a lot of my shifts happened when I, when I dug into that emotional side of healing. So I would say that would be my biggest lesson, my biggest blessing well, um, I would say uh, my husband has been my bi- my biggest blessing, absolutely, because he has been my my number one supporter. Uh, when we got married 11 years ago, we're coming up on our 11 year anniversary at the end of March. I was working in a cubicle at a job that I hated. I had worked there like for I think a year and a half, 
And the month before we got married, he told me to quit my job and do something that I wanted to do. He was like, if there's ever a time in your life that you're going to be able to pursue what you want, it's now like, you know, we're, we're just starting out, start over, do what you want. I started a pet sitting business because I had worked at a vet clinic for four years, loved animals so much. And I had started pet sitting and um, I started a pet sitting business with like, no, like I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I did go to business school. I have a four-year bachelor's degree from the University of Nebraska at Omaha, but I was, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was sleeping until 10 a.m., eating a bagel with cream cheese every morning, like sitting in the sun, like it was beautiful. And he's never had expectations of me. Like he's never put any type of financial expectations on me. And now that I'm actually successful, it's like, it's, it's such an amazing thing to have been, you know, gone. my pet sitting business was amazing. And I actually, I did really well for a pet sitter, but it was never financially successful. And he never ex- wanted, like he never wanted me to be pursuing money. He wanted me to be pursuing what I wanted to do. And now that I am pursuing what I want to do, the money has followed. Absolutely. So he has been my biggest supporter, my number one fan. Um, and, you know, I, I can't imagine having done any of this without him. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Awesome. All right, Don. Well, today was super great. I'm again, so glad I got to interview you. So we will see each other on the internet. (laughs) We will. We will. Thank you so much. I'm honored that you would even think to bring me on. So I appreciate it. This is my first podcast. So what? Oh, I know there will be so much more for you. Yes. I, yeah, I actually had somebody else reach out to me the other day to talk about water. So very excited about where the water journey is going to take me. Yeah, that's amazing. Congrats. Thank you so much. EMFs, electrosmog, and geopathic stress are an increasing problem in today's world. As someone who lives in a major city, one of the ways that I help lessen this kind of stress on my body is with a Soma Vedic. Soma Vedic is designed on the principles of controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones and metals such as platinum, palladium, gold, and silver. This creates a coherent field more than 2,800 square feet. It's an Eastern approach to wellness combined with Western frequency therapy technology, and this puts Soma Vedic in a very unique device category all on its own. It helps with mitigating negative effects of EMF radiation, including 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi, geopathic stress, Curry and Hartman lines, oxidative stress, and free radicals. Soma Vedic also structures water and changes it into mountain quality spring water that is natural to our bodies and cells. It can structure and harmonize any tap water or bottled water. It provides water in its most natural state, just like nature intended. And you can harness the benefit just by placing your water jug next to Soma Vedic. You can check out somavedic.com and for 10% off, you can use my code panacea P-A-N-A-C-E-A. 